It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to Rams Up Your Los Angeles Rams podcast. We're a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover just about any SoCal sports team, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Mark from Rams Up Here. Second straight week, got a really depressing podcast for the most part, really. Sorry to say, hey, it's not my fault. I'm just the messenger here. I try to put a good spin on the Rams. It's just the way I'm wired, but it's getting a little more difficult these last couple of weeks. The Rams fall 22 to 10 to the Cowboys. I pegged this as being a defensive struggle, and it was. The Rams' defense had to go out there and win this game, let the offense do just enough against a very good Cowboy defense. But the things the Rams did in this game kind of blew that plan apart. I was worried about Stafford getting frustrated and being the gunslinger that he is and making ill-advised throws. This was more about just plays blowing up in our face, Stafford fumbling early in the game, giving up a scoop and score, the Rams getting a punt blocked. And hey, it was a team loss. A lot of things didn't go well. The offensive line continues to struggle. Our receivers continue to struggle getting open. But remember, this was two very good defenses we just played, but we couldn't get the running game going. 
You can't give away points like that in a game that has all the hallmarks of being a defensive struggle. Just can't happen. So there we are with a losing record, two wins and three losses. Thank goodness we get Carolina next week. We better figure out how to win that one, get healthy, come back and beat the 49ers. So all is not lost, but still very depressing game to watch. So how do you lose a contest that has all the hallmarks of a defensive struggle? You give up that strip sack and a touchdown on your first possession. You have a punt blocked deep in your own territory. You miss a 51-yard field goal after starting the possession at the opponent's 29-yard line. And you get outrushed 163 yards to 38. That, in a nutshell, is how you lose a game like this. You know, I'm okay with being pressured and really struggling to move the ball down the field. We actually did have some success on offense at times. But when you put yourself in a hole like that, it's just too difficult. And it may sound like I'm rationalizing a loss here, but it's one of those games where the Cowboys put the ball on the ground and we can't grab it. Every time the ball got put on the ground by the Rams, there was a Cowboy there to scoop it up. But Cowboys outplayed us, especially their defense. Our defense, really no issues except for that one run by Pollard. That was the only breakdown all day. Other than that, played pretty darn good. But nonetheless, the Rams fall to 2-3. and three. My prediction, 23-13 to 13 Rams. Second straight week, I've made that score prediction. I thought this would be very similar to the 49er game. And it was. We just made the same kind of mistakes. Actually kind of worse in this one. What were my fearsome four keys to this game? O-line just needs to be okay. Eh, I wouldn't say they were. Might have even gotten a little worse. Especially in the run game really struggling. Again, really good defense. I get it. Still got to be better than this though. And number two, be a little creative on offense. And, you know, we got 2-2 involved finally. Brandon Powell, no touches. Kendall Blanton, no targets. Allen Robinson, limited involvement. So I wouldn't say Sean McVay was successful at that. And I also said, As I already mentioned, don't get frustrated. Don't make silly mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. Don't give away points. And, well, we failed at that miserably. Like I say, statistically, on paper, not a bad outing as compared to the Cowboys. The Cowboys played this smart, though. They didn't let us force them into mistakes. Cooper Rush, 10 for 16 for 102 yards. But as I mentioned, they outrushed us by a god-awful 100 yards or more. Kutu had that first career catch. Nice to see Cooper Cup seven catches for 125 yards. AD, two sacks. Jalen Ramsey had a sack. Can't believe we didn't get a fumble recovery on that one. And Terrell Burgess led the team with tackles, six tackles and two assists. What does it all mean? It means the Rams are in a little bit of trouble. They need to respond. Still got to cut them some slack. They're just so banged up playing against the worst possible defenses to play when you're banged up on your offensive line and when you're missing receivers or receiver like Van Jefferson. They can win games like this, but not by making these mistakes. The pick sixes against the 49ers, the strip sacks for six points against the Cowboys, 
they can still win a lot of games with this team. They just need to be healthy and they need to clean some things up and they need to improve their play on the offensive line and they need to be more creative on offense. Can't believe I have to say that to Sean McVay and his offensive staff. Hey, if you're listening, Sean, back to the drawing board. Let's get this fixed. We'll be back in a minute with our game capture. I'm going to come back after that with some additional notes on this game. And then finally, our loop around the league. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets. Hey, and check this out. Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. How about this NFL Week 5 parlay? Take the Falcons in the points over the Bucks and take the Packers giving up the points against the Giants. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's do our game capture, possession by possession. And I'm warning you up front, this is not going to be fun. But got to stick with it. Every podcast, this is what we do. Rams get the ball first. And on that opening possession, Stafford is sacked, fumbles, and the Cowboys pick it up, scoop it up, score the touchdown, miss the extra point, have a quick 6-0 lead. Now, it's never good to give up six points like that. But when you're playing a team that has an extremely strong defense and your offense has been struggling, not a good sign. Oh, the good thing is Rams get the ball right back. They drive to the Cowboy 47. Robinson with a reception. Akers has a nice pickup. Higby, a first down catch. But the Rams end up punting and it's blocked. And the Cowboys recover at the Rams 20. The Rams defense does their job though. Three and out for the Cowboys, but they kick the field goal, and they're up 9 to nothing thanks to two Rams mistakes by their offense and special teams. The Rams' third possession, Stafford hooks up with Tutu Atwell, Tutu's first NFL catch, the first catch of his career, 54 yards, beautiful catch. Rams settle for the field goal, it's 9-3. to Cowboys ensuing possession, Aaron Donald gets the sack, Cooper Rush actually fumbles, but Falls right back up to him. Cowboys punt. Brandon Powell is called for blocking after making a fair catch signal. So the Rams start at the five. Akers has three carries, gets the ball out to the 28. But then after two tackles for losses, Ben Skaronic picks up 13 yards on third and 17. And the Rams punt. We're into the second quarter now. Cowboys drive ends when Michael Gallup drops a pass. He's wide open in the left flat. Cannot bring it in. Cowboys punt. Still 9-3. The Rams starting at their own 17. And on third and two, Cooper Cup, a catch and run for 75 yards. And the Rams have the lead 10-9. I'm starting to feel a little bit better about this game. But on the next possession, after one first down, Tony Pollard scampers for 57 yards. 
right through the middle of the Rams defense. Beautiful run. And the Cowboys have the lead, as it turned out to lead for good. They're up 16 to 10. And just like last week against the Niners, the Rams defense playing pretty darn good. But last week it was a 32-yard TD run to Jeff Wilson. This time it's Tony Pollard for 57 yards. Rams go three and out. Dallas gets the ball back. After one first down, AD picks up another sack and the Cowboys punt. Rams get the ball at the 20. And from their 24, they run a fake punt. Riley Dixon hits Jake Gervais for the first down. And the Rams drive is alive. They actually get into Cowboy territory as time is running out. And they forego the 61-yard field goal. And I think McVay was having second thoughts about this. You know, you're down 16-10. to 10. You try a 61-yard field goal against a great defense. One of your few chances at points, very possibly. But then you also risk the chance of the Cowboys being set up in great field position and opening it up to a two-score game. So not sure how I feel about it, but the Rams punt and Cowboys run out the clock and we go to the half. Second half, Cowboys get the ball first. Cowboys overcome a third and 15 after a Ramsey sack. Gallup makes an incredible catch on the sideline. But then Wagner knocks down a third down pass deep in Rams territory and the Cowboys settle for a 41-yard field goal. They go up 19-10. to And most of these ensuing Rams possessions do not produce much. Stafford hits Higby for first down catches twice. But the possession stalls, they do what they always do. After a timeout, they throw a screen. This one to cup amounts to nothing. And then Stafford is sacked and the Rams punt. Nice punt goes out of bounds at the five. From there, the Cowboys look like they have a first down, but a holding call sets up a third and eight. And Grant Haley makes a nice tackle on the flat. Cowboys punt a short punt and a nice return. The Rams are set up at the 29, a chance to cut this lead in half. But they go backwards, a holding call, a trick play that doesn't work. Cooper Cup trying to hit Cam Akers up the right sideline. They settle for a 51-yard field goal, and it bleeds right. And the Rams come away with no points after being set up at the Cowboys 29. Cowboys next possession, a three and out after Grant Haley strips the ball on the sideline, stripping C.D. Lamb. Would have been a first down catch. Rams get the ball back third and three. Stafford has a wide open Ben Skaronic, but he's been hurried all day long. He wasn't hurried on this one, but he got rid of the ball too quickly and misses Skaronic. Would have been a first down. Cowboys get the ball to Rams 48, and they're able to move into field goal position to make it 22 to 10. There are a couple more possessions after that. A few more sacks, I think, of Stafford, an interception mixed in there somewhere. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Game was pretty much over. Cowboys come away with a 22-10 win. Football is back, baby. We're back to seeing Stafford slinging beautiful balls all over the field to Cooper Cup. And hey, if you're heading out to watch a game with a group of friends, maybe hitting your favorite sports bar, why not look your best? You need to get your hands on Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer which is included in their best valued bundle yet ever, Manscaped's Pocket Rockets, which also, by the way, includes the Weed Whacker, which I talked about last month. And you know, a lot of people don't realize this about the lawnmower. It is great 
for facial trimming, your beard, your mustache, your neck. That's how I use it. And it's waterproof. You just jump into the shower, no mess to clean up in your bathroom or on your vanity, and off you go. Just holding the lawnmower in your hand, you can tell the quality, and it does an excellent job. I'm telling you, I use it on a regular basis now. So the Pocket Rocket package includes, among other things, the lawnmower and the weed whacker. This has got to be a Super Bowl winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code RAMSUP. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code RAMSUP. Manscaped for turning your player into an MVP. Let's get back to this Ram-Cowboy game. Some additional notes. How about my fearsome four big plays of the game? Well, I'm going to give you some honorable mentions, ones that could have been big, plays that were significant, or at least could have been, but don't make it into my top four. One is that penalty on Powell. Ram's struggling to get anything going. They're down 9-3, to and he takes that penalty on the punt and sets the Rams up at the five. That could have been big. Didn't think it really mattered in the long run, though, but that's a long way to drive against a defense like this. That drop by Gallup on third and two, that was a big play. That fake punt, that was nice. Big play at the time. Didn't really amount to much, though. And that Gallup catch on third and 15 to keep their drive alive. The top four are pretty big, though. Actually, I'm going to go with the top five. All of them resulted in points or indirectly so anyways. The first, of course, is the scoop and score, the sack of Stafford and the touchdown. Cowboys up six to nothing. The second big play, the blocked punt by the Cowboys, led directly to three points. Defense stepped up and limited to that. Could have been worse. Rams down nine to nothing. The pass from Stafford to Atwell is my first and big play number three, 54 yard gain. Rams got on the board after that, nine to three is the score at the time. And Cups, 75 yarder. How about that for a big play? Put the Rams up at the time. That's actually four, but I'm going to go with my first and big play number five, Pollard's long TD run, 57 yards to give the Cowboys the lead for good. So there's my first some five big plays. If I had to take one out of there, it probably would have been Atwell's catch. Only resulted in three points. But I think that's a pretty solid fearsome five big plays of the game. The scoop and score, the blocked punt, Atwell's 54-yard catch, Cup's 75-yard catch and run, and Pollard's 57-yard touchdown run. Pollard's play... Might have been the biggest, uh, maybe that scoop and score, but Rams had the lead, 10-9, to and then Pollard romps for 57 yards. That was pretty crushing. Stafford was pressured on 45% of his dropbacks. That's a season high, and second only in the McVay-Stafford era to that Week 18 loss to the 49ers in 2021 McVeigh backing up his quarterback, saying, I think the guy needs help. Yeah, it's pretty obvious he does. Offensive line help. The running game needs help there. They need help across the board. 
Stafford is not really playing that badly given the situation he's in. I don't know what we can expect of him with the lack of protection he's getting and the absence of a run game, kind of putting it all on his shoulders, and he doesn't have the wideouts, the receivers, to get it done in a one-dimensional offense like that. Case in point, in the first half, he was pressured nine times, 36% of his dropbacks. He went one for eight for six yards in a sack on those plays. When he wasn't pressured, 12 of 16 for 193 yards and a touchdown. Player props. Who deserves game balls? Well, no one. Um, at Cooper Cup, maybe. Tutu Atwell, maybe. We usually just, by default, give Cooper Cup a game ball. I think he deserves one here, maybe. Tutu Atwell, one catch. Um, That's not enough for a game ball. Maybe we give him a slap on the back for his first NFL catch. Grant Haley continues to play well, I think. Aaron Donald, of course. I guess we'd give Aaron Donald a game ball. Other than that, sorry, Brandon Powell continues to produce. He had that one bonehead play on the punt return, but I have a feeling Brandon Powell could handle himself in an alley pretty well. Guy seems super tough. Love the way he plays, and that punt return gave the Rams life. The rest of the team did not come through for us, though. As far as the coach's corner, nothing that stands out during the game other than possibly maybe we should have tried that field goal at the end of the half. Kind of flip a coin on that one. Not sure how I feel about it. The way the game was going, I probably would have tried it. Of course, Gay ended up missing a shorter kick later on, so maybe it was the right decision. Not too much to mention on the refing. I will say, as far as the announcing crew, Greg Olson is the best. The guy is awesome. Very balanced, very fair, very real. Gives really good insight to the game, complimentary and otherwise. He is a great color commentator. If we could get him teamed up with Gus Johnson, I would be a happy camper. Injury-wise, we'll have to see what's going on with David Edwards. Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup both left the game but came back. They appear to be okay. We can only hope so. Next up, the Carolina Panthers, and that team is in real disarray. Baker Mayfield apparently had a horrible game. Sam Darnold might not be ready, so he may not be able to play. I remember Sam Darnold and the Jets beat the Rams in SoFi, so I think I'd rather see Baker. Or they go to P.J. Walker, who is more of a running threat. I think the Rams could deal with that pretty well. They have in the past. After dealing with Allen, Mariota, and Kyler Murray, P.J. Walker might be a welcome sight. Now, final words on this game. Rams are 2-3. and three. If they can come out of this Panther game 3-3, three and three, given all of the adversity, all of the injuries, go into their bye week, get healthy, we might end up feeling pretty good about where we are after this next Rams-Niners game. We can only hope. We'll close things out in a minute with our loop around the league. Keep the faith, Ram fans. Get to 3-3 three and three next week. Take a week off. Get healthy. Bring back some guys. Bring back some healthy bodies. Van Jefferson, Troy Hill maybe, Brian Allen, some really key guys that can help this team out and then come back to SoFi and knock off the 49ers and all will be good in the Rams house.
Let's get into our loop around the league. We'll start with that Thursday night game. What a barn burner this was. Denver loses to Indianapolis at home 12-9 in overtime. And you know what? The Broncos are making me look really smart. I said from the get-go, Russell Wilson is not the answer. Any Ram fan probably saw this coming, watching Russell Wilson at least twice a year against the Rams. Just not as gifted at this point as a lot of people thought he was. And Paul Hackett, is this an example of the Peter Principle getting promoted to your level of incompetence? I'm sure he's a great offensive mind, but not getting it done as a head coach in the NFL. He'll probably last out the year, but I don't think this is going to end good. And what to do with Russell Wilson if you're the Broncos? How do Bronco fans feel about this team right now? It can't be good. And then Russell having a treatment on his right shoulder, his throwing shoulder after the game. And on top of that, they lose one of their best offensive linemen to injury. Broncos fading fast, Colts keeping their season alive, a game they really shouldn't have won. And you know what? I picked the Colts in this game, and I didn't even know Jonathan Taylor wasn't playing. Mike and Ogden, that's your job. Let me know about these things. I considered doubling back and taking the Broncos, but couldn't do it. Stuck with my original pick, and it paid off. And the NFL can't be happy with the way some of these games are going team is finding it so difficult to make big plays downfield and to get into the end zone. It's almost the equivalent of the shift in baseball, taking some of the fun out of the game, the way these teams are playing defense. But it's working, so what are you going to do? In the early Sunday morning game in London, the Giants beat the Packers 27-22. to You know, we are so programmed, at least I am, Packers versus Giants. It's a Packers win. Packers up 20 to 10. Yep, let's get this over with. A win for the Packers, a loss for the Giants. We all saw this coming. No surprise. And then what do you know? The Giants kick some butt in the second half. Saquon Barkley taking some direct snaps. Daniel Jones playing like a real warrior. 21 for 27 for just 217 yards, but super efficient. And did you hear that stat? Rodgers throws a touchdown pass to Mercedes Lewis, the tight end out of UCLA. Out of UCLA in 2006. This guy has stuck around, hasn't he? But the first time Rodgers has thrown a touchdown pass to a receiver drafted in the first round tight end in this case. But regardless, that's a pretty crazy stat. But the Giants improved a 4-1 and one that's Packers dropped to three and two. Vikings fans are elated. And suddenly the NFC East looking a lot tougher than the last couple of years, that's for sure. The Patriots beat the Lions 29 to nothing. The Lions come into this as the highest scoring team in the league, and they get shut out by Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And yeah, Bill Belichick, I'm telling you, obviously he had a lot to do with this. The Lions turned the ball over five times on downs. Man, one week I'm all in on the Lions and then stuff like this happens. I I think I'm done with them. I've picked them to win every week this year and I have one correct pick and four incorrect to show for it. I think I'm done with the Lions.
Then the Vikings taking control of the NFC North. They beat the Bears 29-22. Kirk Cousins 32 for 41 for 296 yards. Dalvin Cook 94 yards on the ground with two touchdowns. Vikings 4-1. They have the lead over the Packers in that division now. Lions and Bears fading fast. It's a two-horse race from here on in. I think it's early, but I don't see the Bears or Lions making a run at this anymore. The Chargers knock off the Browns in Cleveland 30-28. Browns had a shot at taking the lead with a touchdown or even a field goal, and Jacoby Brissett throws a bad interception in the red zone, and the Chargers escape. The Cleveland Browns, our snake-bitten team of the year. I mean, they got this one, and they also had that horrible loss to the Jets, and last week losing that heartbreaker to the Falcons as well. Big win for the Chargers, though. They improved to 3-2. and two. The Bills thrashed the Steelers 38-3. Not surprised by the outcome, perhaps the score, though. Of course, we were surprised at the score of the Rams-Bills game, so maybe we should get used to this at least once in a while. The Bills just overwhelming an opponent. Josh Allen throws for 424 yards and four TDs. And the Bucks beat the Falcons 21-15. And they were helped out by the refs a little bit. There was a really bad roughing the passer call against the Falcons on, you guessed it, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, this guy gets these calls over and over and over again. You go look at it, and it's a play that you see in virtually every game. Actually, I saw it in the Ram Niner game, Joey Bosa taking down Matthew Stafford and kind of rolling and spinning and throwing him down. We've seen Aaron Donald do this a number of times. It's basically just a tackle where your momentum carries you around the quarterback and you kind of throw him to the ground, but but not in a way that warrants a personal foul, that's for sure, or unnecessary roughness. But Tom Brady, he gets the call, and the Bucks are able to run out the clock and improve to 3-2. and two. Falcons fall to 2-3. and three. And how about Damian Pierce, the rookie running back for the Texans? He puts on a show, leading them to a win over the Jags. The team that I've been hyping up, going to have to retract for a couple weeks on that at least. Texans 13, Jags 6, Pierce 99 yards on the ground and 1 TD, and he had some really entertaining runs. This guy is going to be one of the best in the league if he isn't already. So the Jags slip to 2-3. and three. The Texans get their first win, 1 win, 3 losses, and a tie. And the Saints take care of the Seahawks 39-32. to This Seahawk defense starting to look like the mess it was last year and the year before. Between Hill and Kamara, the Saints ran for 215 yards. Hill for three touchdowns. Well, I thought the Dolphins would struggle without Tua, but I didn't see this coming. They lose to the Jets 40-17. to Now, granted, their backup also left the game, Teddy Bridgewater, hit on a blitz by the rookie cornerback Sauce Gardner, but it was all Jets as they rushed for five touchdowns and broke a 12-game losing streak against AFC opponents. And how about this? A coming-out party for the rookie running back Brees Hall. Everybody was pumped about him pre-draft, and he showed up today, 18 rushes for 97 yards and a TD. He added Another 100 yards receiving on two catches. And the Titans escape with a 21-17 win over the Commanders. Derrick Henry ran for two touchdowns. 
and poor Carson Wentz. They're at the one-yard line trying to win this game, and he throws an interception. Commanders lose again. I think they and the Panthers at this point are battling out for number 32 in my power rankings. Afternoon games, the Cardinals made a game of it. Had a chance to kick the game-tying field goal, but they missed the 43-yarder, and the Eagles escape with a win. Eagles remain undefeated 5-0, awaiting the Dallas Cowboys for an NFC East showdown in Philadelphia next week. That should be a fun game. And the Niners rolled over the Panthers 37-15. Kind of saw that one coming. Costly win for the 49ers, though. Cornerback Emmanuel Mosley looks like he might be out for the year with a torn ACL. Defensive back Jimmy Ward broke his hand. Nick Boza reporting a tight groin, and kicker Robbie Goode has a knee contusion. Those last two probably not as serious, but 49ers getting banged up, but they're happy as a lark right now, sitting atop the NFC West at the moment with a 3-2 record. They got some tough games coming up, though. And the Ravens break a five-game home losing streak. Justin Tucker kicking the game winner as time ran out. 19-17 Ravens over the Bengals. The Bengals had driven the field to take the lead. Just left a little too much time on the clock for the Ravens. They drove down and kicked the game winner. And Monday night, of course, the Raiders and the Chiefs. That should be a fun one. We will be back later this week for a preview of the Rams-Panthers game. Check out our YouTube channel. We may have a drop. We had a drop right after the game. We may have another drop midweek. Go to our website, ramsup.com, click on the YouTube link, subscribe, and like those videos. We greatly appreciate it. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes and a link to our YouTube channel. And you can also leave us a voicemail from our website. Don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It's really appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.